Well, boy, howdy, G. Willikers. That was fast. Washington, hey, welcome to the Big Ten. Oregon, welcome to the Big Ten. And who else are we going to talk to other than Big Ten Ben himself, Ben Stevens? Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. How on earth are we all doing today? And also, hey, Ducks fans, Huskies fans, welcome as well. I come to you as a brother now. Hey, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Ben Stevens, friend of the program, friend of just life in general. I'm not just going to ask how you are doing. Let's split this up into a two-part question. Please. Ben, as Big Ten Ben, a fan of all things Big Ten, how are you doing today in the wake of the news? Honestly, from the Big Ten leanings of my heart, I don't actually feel all that enthused. When UCLA okay. and USC joined the conference and we got that big update at the end of May in 2022, much farther away from when games actually start that upcoming season than when things are right now, I was like, whoa. This is a really, really forward-thinking move out of both of the two pole bearers, if you will, the flagship programs from the Pac-12 and the Big Ten to keep pace with the SEC. All of this mm -hmm. with the Big Ten media deal that we were expecting. That would be possibly the richest and most historic in college sports history. Today, though, Matt, it feels very different. This round of conference realignment almost feels like survival mode, that this isn't even the best yeah. thing for Oregon and Washington. The Big Ten thought, all right, we can get those two pretty good programs on sale. It doesn't mean any more money for the conference as a whole. It doesn't mean any more dollars for the current 14 members, the two others from the Pac-12 making their way in 2024 in the Bruins and the Trojans. And it certainly doesn't mean a full share for Oregon or Washington. So I think just as a college football fan, and somebody that covers the sport, I'm not all that enthused with the news today. Okay, well, that was a very cheery answer as a uh, flag bearer of the Big Ten. My second part question was, Ben, just as a human, as a college football fan as a whole, how are we feeling? I, I, have, I have a hunch that you're not a fan of all this conference realignment. Is that just a, a bold proclamation by yours truly over here? Or how, how are we just feeling? Right I think now? in the last two years or so, Matt, I have understood conference realignment. Right. We can be upset sure. as fans because conference realignment is for one thing and solely one thing. TV dollars. How much money does it make your athletic department based on your football program? Do they move the needle as determined by a network placing value on a specific football team? And then what does that do for your college or university as a whole? That is the only yeah. reason conference realignment happens. It does not happen to put yourself in a better and more competitively balanced conference it does not happen because of wins and losses it does not happen because of the depth and the talent of your recruiting class or your current roster it does not happen because of the passion of your fan base it does not happen because of any of the story traditions of why we love collegiate athletics it happens for tv revenue and what network steam is worth the most money based on the value of your program and so overall, I have that understanding. I think that we have a tough time at times compartmentalizing something that we enjoy and something that we can tolerate. 
And that's what yep. conference realignment is in understanding that the rich are trying to get richer. But as a fan of the sport, I hate it because Matt college football is a very unique product. And I'll just go back for a second. Conference realignment happens because of college football. It affects every other athletic program within your department of which you sponsor, but it happens because of the TV revenue that college football generates. So college football itself is a unique product. There are fans at Michigan state that remember what happened against Michigan two years ago. And that means Mm -hmm. more to them than anything that can happen in the upcoming 2023 college football season. I Love the Iowa Hawkeyes and the brand of football they play. I remember the Hawkeyes season opener against South Dakota State where they scored a field goal and two safeties and beat the Jackrabbits 7-3. to three. That's one of my favorite top five, top three memories of the 2022 college football season. Far more important and significant to my life than anything that happened to decide the college football playoff or Georgia yeah. trouncing TCU. A lot of professional sports, it's only, did you win a championship? Great, check. You had a successful year. It's very different in college football. You can beat your rival and you can go four and eight the rest of the way. And it was a successful year. It's the pride you take. It's the conversations you have with your friends and your buddies. It is a very different product than the overall professional atmosphere that we have around college sports, but certainly in the professional leagues, what we're seeing now, although the allure of amateurism was always fraudulent, what we are seeing now is a mini professional NFL because everything in generated now in college sports is done for college football. Yeah, I mean, we had a chat with uh, Dalton Shetler, was his name of the Spartan Media Network, and he talked with the CEO of the Peach Bowl, saying that, look, the NFL runs at $10 billion in media rights. College football, just $3 billion. The best way to close that gap is to make these mega conferences. So that's, you know, the short way of explaining why it happens. But Josh Pate, who does great work at 24-7 Sports, late kick with Josh Pate. He had a tweet, I I think it was a few years ago. It was about some conference realignment, but he said, notice how the word players or fans are not in any statement brought out by these uh, conferences. And, of course, we're not naive. Like, we know why this is happening. It's all about the money. And also, should have brought this up five minutes ago. Sorry, but me and Ben are recording on Friday afternoon right now. So, uh, contrary to popular belief, we do have a life outside of talking about college football. So we're a little busy over the weekend. So when you're hearing this Sunday afternoon or Monday, like, hey, Stanford and or Cal could already be on the doorstep of joining the Big Ten yeah. as well. But still, at the end of the day, we're talking big conference realignment. As a Michigan State fan, though, I got to say, Ben, and this goes for a lot of Big Ten schools right now, mm-hmm. the best comparison I have, I feel like I'm getting bottle service at a funeral right now. Mm. You know, like just just like death. Conference realignment is very inevitable in life. It's it's not what we want in life. We like the memories that we've had, all the traditions that we've cherished. But yeah, I'm not a Cougars fan of Washington State. You know, I'm, I'm not a Beavers fan of Oregon State. Like, I, luckily for us, Michigan State fans and Big Ten fans, like we aren't part of a conference that is disintegrating. We're just we're just over here chilling while the world around us is burning. So, like, if if not for nothing else, we have that going for us. But yeah, I mean. It sucks. It yeah. sucks, but it's inevitable. So all that we could do is just look on the bright side of things, I guess, because I, there's no amount of whining I can do on this camera or on this microphone. That's going to change a single, single thing here, Ben. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not going to change anything. Because we're not the guys that sit in executive boardrooms and make decisions that are based on millions or perhaps for the Big Ten, 
billions of dollars. And it's ironic coming from me. I addressed this on my show this morning. Yeah. I work for a TV network that covers sports media. It's ironic. We are part of the problem. We exactly. are part of the problem. It's, it's <laughs> hypocritical for me to say, damn the networks for doing this to my favorite sport, when I yep. completely understand why they're doing it, and it makes sense. And it's also the conferences that sell their media rights. It's not just ESPN saying, we're doing this now. Fox saying, we're doing this now. But that's not the beauty of college sports. And yeah. Washington State maybe is not a valuable program that moves the needle from the network or TV revenue perspective. But in Pullman, Washington, in rural Washington State, the Cougs yep. mean everything, man. And they it's have so tried fun. to do the best thing they can to keep pace with a Power 5 conference that is the Pac-12. So you feel for Wazoo. You feel yep. for Oregon State. Because from the X's and O's, been very few programs in the last two years as competitive and talented as what Jonathan Smith has built at his alma mater in Corvallis. And this year was going to be a great year. And still is going to be. That's the yeah. very funny thing. Yeah. We're 21 days away, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> 21, 20, or 19 days away from the start of a college football season in 2023. Where, believe it or not, UCLA and USC, Oregon and Washington will be members of the Pac-12. As well as Colorado. That is a guarantee. Where in conference yeah. realignment, very few things are a guarantee. And that's the upsetting thing for those fan bases because Josh Pate is right. Fans don't get a say. We will be right back with our guy, Big Ten Ben, in a hot segment. First, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and my favorite part, guys, for free. It is so simple to add your job to your profile on LinkedIn. When you do that, just slap the purple hashtag hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. There is no question why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So what are you waiting for? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions you got that right buster they apply fans get the rear end of the stick here when it comes to conference realignment i got into a small debate with a guy that i really like following who i think is one of the best college football minds bud elliott who works for cbs sports and 24 7 sports because People like to poke fun at Rutgers and Northwestern and Vanderbilt and Missouri when there's the latest round of conference realignment because Maryland and Rutgers joined the Big Ten back in 2014 and they had the foresight to see what was happening. Rutgers coming out of the dead Big East football conference, seeing the writing on the wall instead of going the way of what my alma mater Syracuse did and joined a defunct ACC that they're making $30 million to not contend for conference championships. Rutgers saw, let me hitch my wagon to the Big Ten. I'll make 80 to $100 million in this updated new Big Ten TV media deal. And even before it, the Big Ten was giving their conference member institutions the highest payout in all of college football. And so what if I go four and eight? I'm just soaked in the cash. That's the decision-making ability of the athletic department that makes yep. those decisions and signs those contracts. And Bud Elliott said, see, I, you know, a lot of people like to poke fun at Rutgers. I quote tweeted somebody that poked fun at Rutgers again. And I said, I don't understand why Rutgers is used as a punchline. They had the foresight to see this happening over a decade ago. So they don't go the way of a Washington state, sadly. So they don't go the way of a Utah having a grasp at straws, despite being a two-time defending conference champion. And Bud Elliott then quote tweeted me and said, 
but that doesn't mean anything for Rutgers winning games. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. The fans get the short end of the stick each and every time. But conference realignment, once again, is not about playing in a more competitive conference and giving your program a better chance to stack up wins and losses and contend for titles. Conference realignment is solely about millions and millions of dollars. And Bud brought up the Rutgers could have gone and played in the MAC in the Mid-American Conference. They could have gone to the American. And I said, now we're talking incredibly different lanes of money where Rutgers and this next TV deal is going to make on average an annual amount of 80 to $100 million, where the AAC is the highest group of five, and they're paying out their member schools about $7 million a year. And the MAC that had their most historic TV contract ever is around six hundred k. So that would have been a very tough pill, even for <laughs> Rutgers fans, as they see yeah. a three and nine record to swallow. Also, Greg Schiano is turning that program around once again, but that's neither here nor there. No, sure. And just going back to Oregon State, because I'm thinking like, well, who do I feel the worst for? Of course, you know, the yeah. Beavers fans, the Kooks fans over there, but specifically Oregon State, because my God, for the first time in how long, Ben, they look more than competent on the field. They are starting to turn that program around and right before they can really get things going. Oh, hey. See you guys. Uh, maybe good luck in the Mountain West if that's yeah. what you want to do over there. But I, what what is the biggest lesson that you have learned over the last few days here? And if you don't have something at the top of your head immediately, I can bat first because I have something that I have learned. But if you're ready to shoot from the hip, I mean, go for it, my man, because it's it's been a learning experience here the last few days. Certainly. Here's what I have learned is that this sucks. This is okay. the change <laughs> of the future landscape of collegiate athletics. Everything that has happened on August 4th, that Friday, 2023, forever changed the landscape of college sports. With Washington and Oregon joining the Big Ten, and most likely Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State joining the Big 12, this is now the death of a once proud conference of champions, Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever, and it has forever changed the landscape of college sports. Because, Matt, as I said, Conference realignment happens because of TV revenue. College football is the main economic force that generates said TV revenue. But this affects every program that an athletic department sponsors. Women's volleyball, men's golf, swimming and diving. This has changed the landscape of college sports forever to make it more professional. And by doing so, take the beauty and the pageantry out of the hands, the actual stakeholders that it means the most to. And, you know, you talk about those non-revenue sports like golf, cross country or whatever. And like, how does that go when, you know, our Spartans go fly out to play at UCLA in a nice round of golf? Like, sure. Look, they're making hand over fist money in athletic departments. But yeah. also, what's the root of all this? Money. Like, are they really going to charter planes for the cross country team, a team that does not make money to begin with? Yeah. I don't, or are they just going to wrangle up the Greyhound buses and ship them over to California? Or or those programs dwindle? I, I don't even know, like, what happens with all the non-football sports. I mean, L- literally, like, money rules the day. We have learned that, mm-hmm. right? The logistical challenges that every athletic department has had to answer for in the last 72 hours that Tony Petiti and the Big Ten schedule makers who did such a great job with the flex model to put together the schedules for 2024 and 2025 in football that are now dead, by the way. The logistical yeah. challenges they have to now face pave way because the money was so great. And it made so much sense. Money will answer all. But, Matt, it's going to be crazy for Michigan State, for Rutgers, for Maryland, for Penn State, for any part of this conference. You're going to be gone for two and a half weeks. It's not college (laughs) athletics anymore. It's not student (laughs) 
athlete. You are going to literally, like you're going off to war, say goodbye to your family. I'll see you in three weeks after I go to Seattle, Eugene, Southern California, and then back again so we can hit all of our way. It's it's the only way they are going to yeah. be able to pull any of this jigsaw puzzle off, and it is going to be that professional aspect of it, where football is going to be great, right? Washington, Michigan State is a game we are going to see week three yeah. of this year. It's an exciting game on paper. To know that Oregon is going to p- play Penn State every year or every other year, that's awesome as a football mm-hmm. fan. But for every other aspect of it, logistical challenges, it just means that money is going to win the day each and every day, and it is going to change the overall landscape of collegiate athletics from here we know until who knows how long, man. Speaking of money, which we have done a lot of because that's what this whole thing is centered around, the biggest lesson I've learned in the last few days here, um, and now I'm going to be a little off in the numbers here. I've read so many numbers of how much money Big Ten teams are getting. Let's call it that 80 million number. Okay, and then Pac-12, 20 million, I think, was the Apple TV deal. That's how much money they were going to get. Correct. The biggest lesson I learned, Ben, is how much money a college football playoff berth is really valued at. Because, And what I mean by this Oregon and maybe Washington were essentially maybe going to split which Pac-12 team wins the championship and goes straight to the college football playoff every single year. I mean, are you kidding me? If they stayed in that conference, USC ain't there, UCLA ain't there. Let's say primetime Sanders gets things going in Colorado. Okay, great. He's not even in the Pac-12 anymore. It, it would have been Oregon ever is like for three straight years, then maybe Washington every fourth year, because I'm sorry, no disrespect. Look, Oregon State, they are having things turned around. I don't think to that level, though, they would have been shoo-ins for the college football playoff every single year. But, oh, an extra, extra $50 million. Yeah, sure. Big 10. Let's ride, baby. Andy Petiti, thank you very much for your invite. We will join your party over there. But I Incredible. I don't know a college football playoff. You know, you could sell one of those for roughly $50, $60 million a year is how I'm looking at this right now. It's so crazy, too, Matt, because all of this is happening for 2024. The Big 12 expanding now to at least 14 teams. Probably by the time people listen to this in 48 hours, it's going to be 16 with ASU in Utah. The Big 10, the Big 18, the biggest of all the 10s, whatever you want to call it, is now at 18 members. This all is going to happen in a year in 2024 where the biggest hallmark initially was the expansion of 12 teams in a college football playoff. And I have yet to see what this is going to do for the CFP. Because if you remember, the format agreed upon was five power five automatic qualifiers, the conference champion, and the highest ranked group of five conference champion. The Pac-12 is gone. They can certainly not be considered a power five conference at the very least anymore. What does that do for the college football playoff? Do we get rid of automatic bids entirely? Do we delay expansion once again? And I was incredibly excited for 12 teams. Matt, my biggest thing, I really thought Oregon and Washington should have stayed in whatever the pack was going to be called. Add San Diego State, add Fresno State, add Boise State, whatever you wanted to do, or just focus on the eight teams, even if Arizona decided to go. Because with Oregon, Washington, and Utah, I think there's enough credibility there based on tradition, based on pageantry, based on history to still say they would be considered a power five conference and earn an automatic qualifier 
to the new CFP starting next year in 2024 when it expands to 12 teams. And I thought it would have made a ton of sense for those three teams to battle it out each and every year. Oregon State could certainly get hot, Washington State, whatever. But those eight teams to have a premier path to the college football playoff with Matt. The idea of expansion, not only from TV revenue and conference realignment, but expansion in the college football playoff, ESPN is not going to be the only shareholder now, as to my understanding, sure. when 2026 comes around. Fox is going to have a seat at the table. Others are going to have a seat at the table, which only makes the CFP contract even that much more. So that if you earn an automatic bid, you have that opportunity as the pack, whatever conference you are going to give your conference money. And you as a single member institution are also going to receive that boost of making it to the college football playoff. Yeah. It just got so much harder for Oregon and Washington to do that and really leaves Arizona State, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State with a big question to answer from that perspective and for the college football playoff committee to figure out what they're going to do starting next year if we are going to expand and what that means for auto bids. Money reigns supreme, and I want to throw a hypothetical off you, or maybe it's not a hypothetical because, look, there's been about 100 people have made the same joke, but maybe it's not even a joke on Twitter. It's like, hey, 20 teams in the Big Ten once Cal and Stanford joined. Let's call it the Pacific Ten and the Midwest Ten. And then, hey, you know what? We'll have a championship between those two best teams in Pasadena. We'll call it the championship. Haha, ha, that's what the Rose Bowl is. But hold on. Ben, is that actually viable? Is that something that might be in the future? Now, let, let's call it this, all right? Yeah. You get your Midwest Ten, your Pacific Ten. All right, semifinals for the Big Ten Championship. Now, let's use MSU for an example, okay? They win their Big Ten semifinal in Indianapolis. They go to the Big Ten Championship game in Las Vegas. That's right, just, just for fun. But they lose to USC. Okay, they're still in the 12-team playoff as a five seed. All right, they don't get one of those top four buys. They win at home against number 12, Tulane. The Green Wave still rolling along there. Then next week, they go on the road. They beat number four, Florida. Billy Napier has things rolling in the year of our Lord, 2026. This is when this hypothetical takes place. Of course. Ben, we're not at the title game yet. Uh, we're in the semifinals where the Spartans stun the world and beat number one ranked Colorado. Down goes primetime Sanders. And then in the title game, Big Ten Ben, MSU finishes the job. They bring home the glory. They beat number three ranked Texas Tech in the national championship game. Ben, I, I don't imagine anyone was following along there. Yeah. That's 18 games. <laughs> that would be eight, 18 games, including the regular season. But then again, like, are we actually kind of close to that? Like, are we close to a semifinal format if there are 18 or 20 teams in the Big Ten for a conference championship? Because, I don't know, if I'm Andy Petiti, I don't care about any player's limbs or their brains or their – God, certainly not their studies. I don't care about any of that. Studies. No. I do like – I do like the appeal of two conference semifinal games to make it rain more money here. So, I – like, is that actually crazy or is that maybe more fact than it is fiction? No. I mean, we're going to get to what seems to be a tournament, right? The reason yeah. that when you have the automatic qualifier for the NCAA tournament, you play the Big Ten tournament in basketball, which is going to be insane, by the way. You have semifinal right. Saturday and you have the final <laughs> on Sunday right before the bracket is revealed. Is it crazy we could get to that point? No. Because you're going to have so many teams now involved, right? With 16 teams, divisions were gone. They were going to play that flex model. The top two winning percentages would face off in Indianapolis with a Big Ten title on the line. You added Oregon and Washington. 
You're not going to bring back divisions, even though I like to poke fun at keeping the Big Ten West alive. You're not going to bring yeah. back divisions. I think you'll probably do a pool model of three teams or six teams in three different pools and schedule out a round-robin type format. But you're virtually now having three divisions. So what if you added two more schools and then you made it four divisions and then you had the semifinal versus the semifinal, the semifinal versus the semifinal, all meeting up in the Big Ten championship game to see how the college football playoff format would work. Matt, what you're describing is professional football. And that's really yeah. where we're going. Oh, yeah. Right? That's <laughs> right. what we're getting to. And that is yep. the overall idea of why all of this conference realignment takes place. It's because of the TV money that can be generated for conferences, for schools, and all that goes with it. Last question before I let you go. And first of all, thanks a lot for your time. This was on very short notice. We knew things were going to move quick with Big Ten expansion. Did not know it was this quick. So thanks a lot for you know lending us some of your time on your Friday afternoon. Last question here, Ben. Who's going to have more beers this weekend? Me and you or the fine folks who made the 2024-25 schedules for the Big Ten that now have to essentially blow that to smithereens and start over again? Who Who's going to have more libations this weekend, Ben? <laughs> I think they have one more weekend of libations, and then they literally have to get to work <laughs> over the next <laughs> how many ever weeks or months they need to now get something in place for 2024. Yep. This is not the COVID year when we scheduled on a fly, no. although it was shown that that was capable capable of. They released the Big Ten schedule for 2024 and 2025 with a bunch of pizzazz, what, at the end of May, was it? Early June, whenever they decided to do that, for yeah. 14, 15 months from now. Oregon and Washington aren't joining the Big Ten in 2027. Oregon and Washington are joining the Big Ten next year, 2024, and we are three weeks Crazy. away from 2023. So if they're going to have one more weekend to take a load off, fine. And then I would recommend something harder, maybe performance enhancing in nature to get them back in the lab and make sure they can figure <laughs> everything else out for what is going to happen in 2024. Just just some light Adderall use. Just just light. As a treat. As a little snack, Allegedly. if you Who's will. Who's to say, right? <laughs> I'm not a professional, but I, I am an advice giver and a reckless <laughs> advice giver. So if, if I could, a little bit of Red Bull, too. That's never hurt anyone. So, <laughs> Ben... Hey, man, hope you have a great weekend. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. Any, anything you want to plug before we let you go and enjoy the rest of your life here? Uh, no, I guess one thing I will say, I work for a company called Sports Grid. We are starting our college football today show for a second year on Saturday, August 26th, 9 to noon Eastern time, each and every Saturday throughout the fall. We will be there live for week zero because, Matt, depending on when people are listening to this, we are either yep. three weeks away or under three weeks away from actual football, and I say this earnestly, I think we all need to see actual college football games more than we ever had. So we'll be there on college football today on Sports Grid starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time to preview it all, get it wherever you get Sports Grid, smart TVs, all that stuff, whatever it is. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Love you, Ben. Love everyone that watched, that listened. And you know, hey, I love being in the Big Ten. It's sad, but life could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. It's just... Look at every other school the West Coast right now. But, hey, until then, gang, we will be back next episode. Pick 6 Previews joins the show, breaking on our Spartans ahead of a big season. So, really fun guest. We have been on a heater here with our guests. So, thank you, Ben, once again. Love every single one of you guys. Go Green.